You know, Yo Miss, I just love our listeners. I do too, Mr. E. And not just because they improve our download numbers. And because we love our listeners so much, we want them to stay healthy and their families and colleagues too. That is why we want to come out and say, get vaccinated against COVID-19. When more people are vaccinated against COVID, it improves our chances of getting back to our regularly scheduled lives. To find out where you can get vaccinated anywhere in the U.S., go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. Let's do this for ourselves, our families, and our communities. So stay safe. And remember to get vaccinated. Will This Beyond the Test is not a show about being a better teacher. We can't help you there. We can, however, give teachers a voice to tell their stories and to speak their minds. So sit down, get comfy, and let us distract you from that stack of papers or your flooded inbox with stories from teachers just like you. Don't worry, there won't be a quiz at the end. Welcome to Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod. Two teachers explore the realities of education. Today, we will be discussing the people who willingly stand in our place when we can't be in the classroom. Substitutes. We'll hear their stories and the stories of the teachers who are at home feverishly wondering, what is going on in my classroom today? And we will also talk about what is happening right now with a substitute shortage plaguing districts across the country. I'm your host, Yo Miss. And I'm your co-host, Mr. E. Yo Miss, how you doing? I am doing better than you from what I understand. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. It's been a, a nice break in the action. My son and his girlfriend came last weekend. So we had a big family day with both of my kids and their significant others, which was cool. Yesterday was actually Yo Misters and my wedding anniversary. Oh, hey, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We've been married 33 years, that lucky guy. And we actually ran a race yesterday morning. It's called the tutu run and you have to wear a tutu. And I also wore a wedding veil and he wore a bow tie and people congratulated us. It was a lot of fun. And And although this will be airing after this event, but this Friday is my birthday. Oh, hey. Yeah. So I'm going to be even older, right? You're turning 28, right? Right. Sure I am. Clearly, you're not a math teacher. (laughs) No way. (laughs) And how are you, Mr. E? Tell tell us, how are you? You know, I'm I'm actually on the mend, sort of. Um, I've had kind of a rough week. I had a, a... a bit of food poisoning or something mm. very, very close to food poisoning. If it wasn't ew. that, it was rough. Uh, <laughs> it was ew. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. And then right on the tail end of that, I got... <laughs> tail end? Is that yeah. like, was that intentional? <laughs> uh, yes, let's say it was. <laughs> but kind of right after that was ending, I got possibly the worst cold I've had in some time. I, I mean, I never You're had a... a fe- mess. 
I never had a fever, but I was I was shaky and chills and my throat was on fire. And this this happened right as parent teacher conferences were going on. So oh. that was fun. Did you miss conferences? <clears throat> no, we actually did our conferences last Tuesday and this coming Tuesday. So we okay. kind of spread it out a little bit. And I, I'm feeling better, but unfortunately, at the end of that cold, I've been experiencing some, let's say just stomach stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's That's fun. No, it's not. Yeah. If you were nearby, I would bring you some, you know, chicken soup because that cures everything apparently. But since yeah. you're in Arkansas, you probably are eating like jerky or something. Actually, uh, I, you know, my, my diet's been okay. I honestly, I think it was, um, I mean, I was, I was taking lots of like cold medicine and stuff. And anytime I take that a lot, it, it kind of messes me up a little bit. Yeah. But, but it hasn't been all bad. Mrs. E and I went on a uh, our first date night in quite some time, and it was, oh. it was a nice time. Where um, did you go? We went out and had sushi, which was a nice nice change of pace for us. My in-laws took the kids for the night, and we oh. went out to eat. We, we went to see a movie. What did you go to see? Wait, did you go to see Dune? We did, and it was great. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It was so good. Um, <laughs> I'm actually kind of ashamed because I've never read the book myself. Oh, um, I know. I know. It, it's, it's, I actually intend to now because, I mean, the movie was so excellent. All right. Shall we get down to business here? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So we have a current event that... Um, <laughs> Mr. E sent to me and I just had to read it a couple of times because it was so ridiculous. So Mr. E, I'm going to actually let you tell this tale. Okay. So this story comes to us from thehill.com from Rachel Scully. And the, the title is going to tell you everything you need to know about how ridiculous this is. The title is Texas school leader tells teachers to quote, balance Holocaust books with opposing views. Yes, you heard that right, listeners. Okay. Texas school leader tells teachers to balance ho Holocaust books with opposing view because there's so many books in support of the opposing view to the Holocaust being a bad thing. What? So this, this comes from South Lake, Texas. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah. Texas again. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. So from the story, last week, the, the top administrator in South Lake, Texas advised teachers that if they have a book about the Holocaust, they should have a book from an opposing perspective. And so his words were uh, actually her words, Gina Petty, uh, Carroll Independent School District's Executive Director of Curriculum and Instruction, said, quote, just try to remember the concepts of House Bill 3979, Petty said during the meeting, referring to a new Texas law that requires educators to present multiple viewpoints for, quote, widely debated and currently controversial issues. Let's just stop right there. How widely debated is it that killing 6 million Jews plus homosexuals, gypsies, uh, disabled people. Uh, are, there, are there that many people who think, nah, that, that was okay? I don't think so. I don't think it's hotly debated. Yeah. And, and apparently some teachers agreed because one teacher during the meeting stood up and asked, how do you oppose the Holocaust? 
And <laughs> Petty apparently replied, believe me, that's come up. Ah! Fucking, fucking where? Like, when <laughs> and where has that ever come up? I don't in understand. Texas. <laughs> in, in Texas. This is the only, it's just, it's unbelievable. And like, you know, we could get like incredibly angry about this. But I, I, it's so ridiculous. I can't even get like worked up in terms of like, oh my God, these people are just the worst people on the planet that they are actually thinking this is something you have to say. Like, well, on the other hand, Hitler wasn't a bad guy. Like what? It, it's so yeah. ridiculous. I can't even ponder it. Well, I, I think it kind of feeds into this, this, false equivalency idea of there being two equal sides to every story. There's not. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like there's, there's no justification. There's no explanation for the Holocaust. Well, no you know what <sighs> though? There's really no justification for slavery either, yeah. but yet there are many, many people who feel that it should not be taught in schools because it's going to make poor white children feel badly. So maybe they're concerned that this is going to make poor, I don't know, who feel badly about the Holocaust. I I, I don't get it. I just, yeah. it's yeah. just, but I, I have to say that, you know, as usual, Texas does not disappoint. I mean, they are just the biggest bunch of idiots I've ever come across. <laughs> You know, and I, it's it. I'm sorry to our Texas listeners, but you yeah, gotta I mean, you gotta I'm, move. This is ridiculous. <laughs> my my brother lives in Texas, and I well, love, he's gotta I, move. Love That's my it. brother, but uh, yeah, it, it's. I well, have friends it, who live in Texas, so high school friends who live there, and I, I I am in awe. Why are you there? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's, it's easy for us to, to sit here and laugh at Texas and, and believe me it is. And I love doing it, but <laughs> a lot of us just kind of like put our hands up and we say, yeah, it's Texas. What are you going to do? Well, we should start by not allowing our elected representatives to do this kind of shit. You know what? People elect these representatives yeah. because yeah. they agree. Yeah. And this is obviously somebody who's just incompetent, okay, who's taking a law and, and just blindly saying, okay, you have to show opposite point of view without actually thinking about what they're saying. And when they get questioned on it, rather than say, you know what, this does not apply, that law does not apply to this situation, they just go into automaton mode and just say, nope, you got to follow the law. Otherwise we're going to get in trouble, you know, lose our funding, blah, blah. And it's just, there, there's no thought going into this at all. No, not Yeah. Zero. I mean, it, it's just as bad as a, as, as a three strike law or a zero tolerance policy. It's just, there's no nuance. This is a state that just every week, <sighs> whether it's about education or something else, every week I just say, wow, just please cut it off and send it out to, to the Gulf. Like, uh, <laughs> it's just it's unbelievable. Okay. Once again, our current events don't disappoint. They are always ridiculous and unfortunately true as well. You know, I, I think we're due for a, for a, for a positive one though. And you, you seem to be more apt at finding those than I okay. am. So, I, will, so. <laughs> I will look for a positive current event this week. I will, I will see what I can do. I, will, right. I will give it my best shot. Okay. So as we mentioned at, in our opening Today, we're going to be talking about substitute teaching. So we're going to be talking from the point of view of sub substitute teachers, as well as from the point of view of teachers who have had substitutes for them. 
I've actually been in both of those positions. So I, I feel like this is, I feel like this is my show. No, I feel, I feel like I can relate to both sides. But before we get into uh, stories that our listeners sent to us, we wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on right now, which is a substitute shortage throughout the United States. And it's very difficult to drive through any town around where I live, at least where you don't see signs saying, you know, we're looking for substitute teachers or, you know, all you have to do is apply here and do this and do that. And I did do a little diving into some of what's going on in other places. And the the two common themes I saw was one was some states or counties are paying more for subs. So where they used to pay $80 for the day, now they're paying $100 or $120 for the day. Some places are actually giving stipends to subs. If you sub 10 days out of the month, you get an additional stipend at the end of the month. And if you sub 20 days, you get even more. So they're they're trying to entice people with money. And the other thing some places are doing, which was interesting, was they are lowering the requirements for subbing. And what was interesting when I looked at that is that every state has different requirements. So for example, it was big news that Oregon was going to temporarily suspend their requirements of substitutes having to have bachelor's degrees. In New Jersey, where I am, subs need to have 60 credits. They don't need to have a bachelor's degree. In Missouri, now they're changing it and Subs don't need any college at all right now. They're going to take a 20-hour class, and then they can be certified as substitute teachers. So it it has always varied throughout the country, but now it's varying even more. And the idea that somebody's going to take a 20-hour class and then be in charge of a classroom is pretty hilarious to me because there's no way that they're going to know what they're doing and they'll do it once and probably never come back. Cause why would you, you know? So that's what I read about. Now you, you mentioned in your school, they're doing something different. Well, I, I just wanted to point out, cause I, as I was sitting here listening, I, I realized, you know, I don't actually know what the requirements here are in, in Arkansas. And so mm-hmm. I just, I just looked and apparently there are two types of substitute teachers. There's what's called a traditional substitute teacher, which I'm guessing is kind of like, majority of our subs here. Mm -hmm. The traditional Arkansas substitute teacher does not need any education beyond a high school diploma or GED. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That explains a lot, doesn't it though? It really does. It really does. And then there's what's called a professional teaching permit, which requires 40 hours of professional teaching permit pedagogy training and there's other requirements like certification and stuff like that. And I'm that sounds sort of like what Missouri's doing now, but with right. less hours, but basically right. the same idea. I mean, <laughs> I have to say here, although there is this, you know, 60 credit requirement, it goes district by district in terms of is there any training once you actually start subbing? So there are districts that make you sit in a you know half-day half workshop where you learn how to deal with certain situations, plus things like lockdowns, fire drills, like the, you know, the basics. And sure. then, you know, where, where I worked, I don't know if it's still this way, but there was no training at all. The subs just came in and were like, all right, let's go, you know? And I mean, they had their 60 credits, but 
there's part of me that thinks maybe that 40 hours or 20 hours, if it's actually really related to what they're going to be doing, maybe makes more sense, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned that, you know, most states or most districts are, are handling this in one of two ways. They're, mm -hmm. they're either paying better or they're lowering the requirements. And as of now, I, I think actually the board from my district just talked about it during a board meeting about raising the pay a little bit. Mm -hmm. Our budget's really tight, so you know there's only so much they can do. But a couple months ago, they did, <laughs> and I thought this was so interesting. The way they decided to do this was was that they they offered teachers like bonus payment for bringing someone in to sub for the district. Oh wow! <laughs> so like so if I if I could convince like my wife to come in and, and, and sub for our district, I would get a little bonus on my check. There you go. You get to, you get to be a, a sub finder. That's you right. Know? I, get, I get to, you're I a get headhunter. To, I get to be a substitute pimp basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That, see, that would be great if you wore one of those hats. And That's right. Like, yeah. With that like, yeah, I'm, I'm here with my, with my, my girl here. Yeah, that, that that's a really did now did anybody actually take them up on it? It doesn't seem like they have. If you don't have subs, then teachers, classroom teachers during their planning periods are asked to cover and they are paid for it. But I mean, I remember when I was teaching when the secretary would come in with that post-it note on her finger that you knew said your name and period four or whatever, you just wanted to cry because contrary to popular belief during your planning period, you actually have things to do. And yeah. it made it very difficult to have a day where you just could not get things done because you were, you know, subbing for someone else. And usually, you know, it was like somebody upstairs. So you're running up to their classroom after you leave your classroom and, and you're just babysitting because in the end, yeah. you're not necessarily going to be teaching these kids anything. You're, you're right. just sitting there and watching them, but it's, it's difficult and it's making a lot of teachers very upset because, well, you'll hear it in, in uh, the first email that we received from somebody. It's, it's really, it's a difficult year to begin with. and. It just makes it that much harder. You know, apparently it's difficult to get people to do anything right now in terms of working. That's all I keep hearing about is that, you know, there's a worker shortage everywhere. So why would somebody substitute teach if you're not going to get benefits, if you're not going to have steady work? Yeah. I, I can understand why, you know, if you're afraid of getting ill, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, like every fast food place around my area is offering like a 300 or a $500 Sign up bonus. Where, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They just okay. can't get like the like the Burger King near where I work. Five hundred dollar signing bonus. Just like if if you go to work there and they hire you, instantly five hundred dollars. That's it, man. I'm I'm going to McDonald's. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get myself a job. I'm gonna get the bonus. I'm gonna have my share of Big Macs and and fries and whatever. And uh, <laughs> I wonder how long you have to work and. To not have to give back the bonus. Well, you could just grift like every fast food place in the area. Really, I'm just going to go to all of them and, and just, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll work here and then, you know, see, oh, I have to be there a week. Okay, I can do that. You know, what's that? You need my social security number. <laughs> uh, 
uh, well, maybe not. Okay, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. Well, so yeah, why would you sub if you can get a bonus for being at Burger King and can probably scarf up some fries at the same time or chicken mm-hmm. nuggets? Why yep. would you want to put up with, you know, yeah, why would you want to put up with, you know, asshole teenagers and, and all of that in a middle school or a high school? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, okay. Well, we have, um, emails and reddit responses and twitter responses from uh our listeners and actually as as we do we are going to uh be bringing scotty in today to uh do a little reading for us so scotty say hi to the gang hi gang how's everybody doing (laughs) scotty is just so chipper he (laughs) he really is he's a chipper guy because he's never been in education so he doesn't read these stories and go ah God, yeah, they're right. You know. Yeah, he's he's not a bitter, jaded husk of a human like <laughs> me. <laughs> I love that a bitter, a bitter jaded, jaded husk. <laughs> you know, this this Friday is my in addition to being my birthday is my retirement dinner. Like they do a dinner for our district, and and they finally are able to do one for all the many people who retired in the past couple of years. And I think I'm going to use that phrase. If somebody says, how are you? I'm going to say, I am no longer a bitter, jaded husk. I, I was going <laughs> I was going to give a speech. Maybe I'll start it out that way. Yeah. Hello, you all go. you bitter, jaded husks. <laughs> look at the smile on her um, face. At, she that, ain't one anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure pretty, they'll love that. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty excited about this. I, you know, because I, my intention is to go over to bro suit if he's there and be like, yo, bro, how are you? And then just like, are you going to plug tackle. the podcast? You better. Plug I, the I podcast. am not. You I am better. Not. That, that, well, I will plug it quietly to no, my no. colleagues. No, no, no. I know it's hard for you to believe, but I am classier than that. I am you not need- going to be like, you have to listen <laughs> to my podcast. It shits all over you people in the back. Like I can't do it. You need to pay a plane to skywrite. <laughs> The Podbean link. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm sure I'm going to uh, say it to various people. It actually depends who's there because yeah. it, there are a few members of the admin crowd that do know about the podcast because I told hmm. them and they are the people that when I do talk about good admin, they're the ones. So if that's the only admin types that are there, I will probably say something, but Otherwise, nah, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm an asshole, but I don't want to be that big an asshole. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, like mean, I think there's just, a, yeah, they're, they're paying for my dinner and everything. Like I can't, you know, I don't want well, to. <laughs> I'm going to wear a t-shirt with the logo of the podcast on it. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start hearing from uh, y'all. So this first one comes from Facebook, actually. And this person says, I teach elementary computers and have only actually taught computers 15 days this school year as they pull the specialists to substitute. This means that any teacher scheduled for that special loses their prep period. Okay, so that person now is out the prep period because they have to continue teaching because that was their planning period. This is destroying morale and leading to resignations, which means more classes I need to sub for. We have members out on medical leave due to stress-related illnesses and no subs. So we have first grade students who have had no schooling being taught by the music teacher 
And our one fourth grade class is being taught by our reading intervention teacher. So no one is getting interventions. So it's this domino effect. We asked if it was possible to hire full-time subs that float between buildings. And we were told no, because if no one is absent, they would have to pay those people to do nothing as if we couldn't find something for them to do. We've asked for understanding when it comes to SGOs, which are student growth objectives, which is a myriad task teachers in New Jersey have to do. Um, when it comes to SGOs for teachers who cover instead of teach, and our superintendent said we must complete them no matter what, and they will count no matter how many days we cover. We asked for monetary compensation for those teachers, and the superintendent stated that we will get paid a sub rate in addition to our regular pay only if we teach our own classes while teaching the class we are covering, which is impossible with class sizes in the upper 20s and as big as 30. So in other words, they want you to bring the kids in. That's the only way you're going to get paid in this district. That's fucked up. Wow. And this is a very common theme, actually, that I'm hearing that uh, districts are just pretending everything is just back to normal and OK. Oh, and yeah, so, yeah. And so it's like, oh, no, you have to do these SGOs. You have to do your, your professional development plan. You have to speak to parents, go to IEP meetings, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and your planning periods are gone now because you have to sub during those periods. So how yeah. are you getting those things done on your own time? It's fucked up. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and that, that idea of admin pretending that things are just back to normal, that, that is my biggest complaint about this, this year. It's everywhere. It's insane. All right. So, uh, this next story comes to us from a Redditor. Our district is really hurting for subs this year. Whose isn't though, but this year has really put forward some inequities. Say for example, a sub spot doesn't fill. We have four building subs. Say those building subs are all used. Now they try to fill the sub first with someone in the department. This is honestly a double-edged sword since some are departments of two and some are departments of 16. Minus 16, for example. We happen to have a coach whose team went to state in a sport who had to be gone for the events. Guess who had to cover his classes? The department. What's the logic behind this? Well, each absence had to be put in fairly last minute because the events take place over multiple days. Who knows how well the team will do? They got first in state. Surely we are getting paid for this. Uh, we do get paid though, but not one seventh or even one eighth of our daily rate. We get paid less than high school tutors we hire for the same amount of time. The district actually hires tutors, copy clerks, and other students to do clerical aid tasks they get paid more. This is before taxes are taken out. Neighboring districts get paid a minimum of 168% more than we do. Some get paid 429% more than we do. Some get paid a portion of their daily rate. What's the incentive for me to teach these kids? I'm getting paid less than a tutor. Aside from peeing in my own pool, there is... <laughs> Aside from peeing in my pool, there is none. But you say, don't you want what's best for students? Yes. Yes, I do. And missing my plan period harms my 150 students. So now we have a trolley problem. What do you want me to harm? 25 to 30 students or 150? Good luck picking and thank you for listening. So again, 
you're balancing not having the time to do the work you need to do for your own classes because you're getting put in as a sub. And in, in this particular district, it sounds like they're getting hardly any money for it. Like we used to get a portion of our daily pay. Every period was X number of dollars. And that's what you got when you covered. This just sounds awful. Really pretty awful. Yeah, especially the whole neighboring districts earning, you know, 168% more or in some cases, 429% more. So this next one comes from someone who emailed the show anonymously. And this person said, well, I had a tough time as a long-term sub last year. I started out as the EL sub, but at the same time, I was also expected to take over for the math interventionist. I worked with kids virtually, hybrid, and also just in person. I had a crazy schedule and had to plan for 10 or so different meetings with kids a day. Then the school decided I needed to also work as a long-term sub for a combined upper elementary class. So at one point, I did the combined class two days a week, then EL and math intervention for the rest of the week. Once I added in access testing, I was ready to pull my hair out. Just trying to find a schedule to test students in person, students that only came in on two days a week from two different schools in groups of four was tough, especially since everything EL related was new to me, wasn't what I was trained in. Towards the end of that year, the school put me into the worst classroom I'll probably ever be in. They didn't even ask me if I was okay with it or give me a heads up. They mentioned the idea a few weeks before, and I said I don't think I'd be comfortable with it. I thought that was the end of it. Fast forward a few weeks, and they announced that I'm taking over the class during a staff meeting. Huh, great way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even give me a heads up beforehand. I was so glad to leave that school. I'm grateful every day that I'm at a better school, even for lower pay. And that's pretty telling, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, as I said, you know, when we st started, I I subbed when I was in school uh, getting my teaching credentials. And you are 100% at the mercy of the school. Even if you sub in a school often, you're still not really an employee. They're going to you know, give a teacher a prep, you know, a planning period before they give you one, which I get and it's fine. But sometimes it's, it, it was a very difficult thing to do. And I was fortunate. I subbed mostly in a school where I had been a personal aide. So I knew the teachers, they knew me and I knew who was going to leave me decent plans, who wasn't, but it's, it's a very hard thing to do. It's you walk in your fresh meat, the kids know it. And the administrators just say, oh, now you're going here. Now you're doing this. Now you're doing that. I, I don't know why people do it. <laughs> Unless, you know, if you need the money or you are a retired teacher and you still want to be around kids or whatever, but it's hard. Yeah. And it doesn't even seem like it gives you like a leg up if you want to get a full-time teaching job. In, in a lot of cases, it doesn't seem like it makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's good to put on your resume that you've subbed you know, that you've been in a classroom, but yeah. you know, I don't know how much of a difference it, it really makes, honestly. Okay. Well, here we have a couple of stories from someone who is no longer teaching. I think she's re a retired teacher, actually, about two fabulous subbing experiences that she witnessed. She was not the sub, she was the teacher. So here we go. 
I was teaching in a special program for high school kids who were coming out of rehab and transitioning back to their regular high school. Interesting. It was a unique setup. All kids and two teachers in one big room all day. My teaching partner was absent one day, and we had a substitute in the room all day with myself and the students. Now, I could tell by the looks of him something wasn't right. I'm sitting at my desk on one side of the room, and he is standing at the pulpit across the room, and I keep hearing noises coming from that direction. I could not figure out what the heck I kept hearing. I look up again, and there he is now, standing in front of the pulpit, doing exercises in front of the room. He was doing toe touches, stretching his legs, arm swings. He was actually watching an exercise video and working out in front of the classroom. In 32 years of teaching, I have very rarely been shocked into silence. The kids were stunned. I actually had to tell them that he couldn't do that in class. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you mean it's not okay for me to work out? I'm supposed to actually do something else? Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, at, at first, like when I was reading this, I was bracing my, myself for something far worse. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I did have an, uh, somebody sub for me, uh, my in-class support teacher who fell asleep in the back of the room. <laughs> and I had to like go over and be like, excuse me, excuse me, you need to wake up. <laughs> so it's pretty bad. Well, here, actually, um, just since you wanted something worse, here we go. I taught high school self-contained for many, many years. It was very hard to get a substitute to cover that class. Let me start by saying that some of the kids in the class, I had been my students for four years and we had an amazing relationship. I returned from a two-day illness and was so happy to hear that the kids loved their substitute. And better yet, the substitute left me a note telling me how much she loved the class and would cover for me anytime. Needless <laughs> to say, I was in total disbelief. As the day goes on, the kids start talking and I start questioning. Turns out our substitute was a stripper. Yep, a stripper. <laughs> she proceeded to tell the kids, all boys, that she stripped at night. She even went so far as showing them her lacy bra straps. She hung out all day chatting to the kids about all kinds of partying she did. I spent my prep in the principal's office explaining to him what a great two days my kids <laughs> had with this sub and why. <laughs> and I know you'll believe me when I said she was able to sub one more time again before they pulled her from the sub list. I <laughs> because you know they wanted to see her they probably admin wanted to see her one more time yeah oh man nice. <laughs> oh my god that's can you imagine just like yeah she was a stripper and okay you know like i'm i'm not gonna judge um you're not yeah but uh, showing your your lacy bra straps to your I, students is. I'm kind um, of thinking. I, no. I I would bet that <laughs> this teacher left detailed sub plans that did not include talk about what you do in your private life. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, I'm if, just if, thinking about that. If a if a stripper wants to, you know, moonlight as a sub, awesome. That's great. Give back That's to the community and and make a little <laughs> money doing it. Great. There you go. Awesome, but <laughs> but keep it on the low, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't really need to share that with the kids. 
Right. <laughs> Although they certainly were well behaved. It made an easy day for her. So, <laughs> you know, people say I'll do anything to have a good, you know, I'll give them candy. I'll, I'll you know, show a movie. I'll tell them about my stripping. Okay, great. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. All right. So here's another one from a listener. I was subbing in a classroom at my old high school for a teacher who knew me, but was never my teacher and was on campus, but could not teach in his class that day. The students are supposed to be working quietly, and they were, AP Euro sophomores. Toward the end of class, a student raised her hand and asked to go to the nurse. I went to write a pass for her, and she suddenly stands up and starts to run and proceeds to projectile vomit in the back of the classroom. I tell her to go to the nurse and send a student with her then try to call the office. Had all the students go outside and continue working while waiting for custodial staff. Break happens and the custodian comes in, uh, comes at the last few minutes to sprinkle sawdust over it. I have to stand over it to prevent kids from walking in it as they come in the room while the custodian went to get a vacuum to clean it up. Smell was terrible. That was the last class I was subbing. The normal teacher comes in, looks at me and says, well, you have dealt with something I never have in my 23 years as a teacher. Congrats. Oh my God. Can you imagine you're making 80 bucks a day, 75, $80 a day. And like, you have to deal with somebody puking right in front of you. And then it's like sitting there. Ah, I mean, have you ever had, have you ever had that happen to you? A kid no. up in your class? Oh, no, I've been a, been a teacher for seven years. Never had anyone throw up in class. Uh, my very first year. Oh, I will the toughest kid in my class, all of a sudden he's like, I don't feel good. And before I could even say, go to the (laughs) nurse, I did shove the garbage can like under his face. So it went into the garbage can and I'm like patting him on the back because I feel bad. Like the kid's sick, but with my head turned because I'm like, because like, you know how it is. Somebody else is throwing up. You're, you're feeling like you're going to throw up. And then, and all the kids are like, eh, and I'm like, we all need to just shut up, yeah. you know? And what was interesting was at the time we had this school secretary. And if any of my former colleagues will know what I'm about to say, but she used to love making announcements. And her favorite one to make would be like, uh, custodian to room 109, a custodian to room 109 with the extractor. No, and no. Whenever- <laughs> Whenever she would do that, everybody in the room would go, ew, but then it was it was our turn, you know. It was just like, oh, that, yeah, it's for us. But yeah, it happened, I think, two or three times in my 14 years of wow. teaching. It was pretty bad. You yeah. know, I've had I've had plenty of nosebleeds, you know, like that that happens, yeah. but no, yeah, not yet. Yeah. I'm knock on wood. I, I learned my lesson though. Like if you send the kid to the nurse they take the garbage can with them because otherwise it's in the hallway and then you're trapped in the room. That happened to me too. Kid just lost it right in front of my room. And then it's like (laughs) lunchtime. And it's like, well, either we eat lunch in here or we have to like tiptoe past vomit that has not been extracted yet. Yeah. 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 It's custodians don't run to do that. You know, (laughs) can you blame them? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Scotty. You are up. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Can I tell my substitute story? Yes, you can tell your substitute story. I know what you're going to (laughs) tell. So I was in eighth grade, and it was banned, okay? 
and we had a substitute come in for band and everybody decided to switch instruments. So I was first trumpet. I got a saxophone, which I'd never played in my life. Someone else played my trumpet. And this poor woman had to sit through 45 minutes of just caterwauling and screeching <laughs> and cacophony and loud, loud, loud noise. And um, at she, one point, at one point, she goes, I'm going to report you to the principal. And she went out of, out of the room. And we all switched back to our normal instruments when she came back in the room. <laughs> Very clever. All right. Go ahead, right. Scotty. Okay. So these are all stories from Twitter uh, from one listener. Once I subbed in first period, the lesson plan said study hall. The kids were like, we don't have any homework yet. So what do you That's do with them? What that do you sounds, do with them? That sounds like a teacher who didn't want to write a sub plan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. Yeah. Next, from another Twitter follower, worst. I left a quiz for the students to do. About 25% didn't turn it in, and a fight broke out. That sounds like a fun day. Best, I came back to an organized desk and a cleaner rug. See, the, see, I don't think that's, like, the cleaner rug is great. But the organized desk, like, you're subbing for me? Get the fuck off of my desk. Well, like, also, don't, don't fuck with my desk, man. I don't what care how to, sloppy it is. What happened to the rug that it needed to be clean? Mm. I wonder if, like, did she borrow the custodian's vacuum or? The extractor. That's what I was thinking, the extractor. <laughs> she just didn't write it up. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Keep going. From another follower. Best. Students behaved well and respect was given both ways. Assignment was given, collected, and graded. And that's graded. Like, graded. Wow. That's, wow. Yeah. That's a substitute, that's, right? Yeah. Worst. Items in my room were broken and missing. A used coffee cup was on my desk, and they showed a movie instead of following my lesson. Awesome. Yeah. Is that, yeah. you know... Okay, we, we just got to talk about this for a second. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that every teacher leaves great sub plans. Okay, I, I try to leave good ones because having subbed, I know what it's like <clears throat> to have to ad lib and it totally sucks. But I'd say most teachers leave something. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand the logic of a sub deciding I'm just not going to do what I was instructed to do. Why no. is that okay? Why does that person ever get to come back? Because there's a shortage of subs. Yeah, and so they get to come true. back as long yeah. as they didn't kill anybody. But I, if you're a substitute teacher, please don't do that. The teacher is sick as a dog and yet sat there and wrote these fucking sub plans. Do what's on the plan, please. Yeah. But no children were hurt in the process. <laughs> well, you don't know because now they're a day behind, you know? Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I, I tend to leave pretty simple but foolproof plans. Now, mm -hmm. I do know some teachers who write some pretty elaborate sub plans that sometimes things just go wrong or things don't work or whatever. And the sub sometimes has to be like, eh, what do I do? You know, I, I hear that. I mean, if you look, if you actually expect the sub to teach your class, right? That's wrong because yeah. they're not teachers unless it's a, somebody you know and you know they're capable right. of it or they've taught in your building before or whatever it is certain subs it was very simple you could just say like okay here's what i you know you give them a list this is what i want you to do and you knew that they could 
do it if you knew them, but you're not expecting them to teach. But on the other hand, there have been too many times, and I'm not the only person who's had this happen, where I've actually taken the time to write sub plans to make copies for all my classes. I want them to do this worksheet and I want them to do that. You know what, if you get everything done and then there's time and the kids are being good and you want to play a game, go have at it. Yeah, go nuts. But, but yeah. when I come back and those worksheets have not been touched or they haven't done that writing assignment, you know, that they could do on their own without your help. But they said, yeah, we played seven up all, all day. Like that's when you want to kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, and, and when that happens and I've left very, very simple plans, like foolproof plans. <laughs> No, not, not cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I never left anything complicated. Um, You know, a lot of the things I would say, the kids know what to do. So if the kids know what to do, then it's going to be pretty simple. You know what? If I've spent money on teachers, pay teachers to have those things for those kids while I'm out, then damn it, you better do it. (laughs) That's how this goes. All right. Sorry, Scotty. Just had to. It's okay. No problem. Uh, from another Twitter follower, I've had a lot of wonderful subs. I was really upset one morning to come back and see a list of names on the board under the headings good and bad. Another time, I had students ask if I would request the knitting sub. <laughs> Apparently, she just sat <laughs> and knitted. Didn't teach all day. <laughs> you should have introduced the knitting sub to the stripper sub. Oh, they, man. She could have knitted her a little, a little very small Bikini. outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. I, I, I love the good and bad. Like, I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate it. It's awful. I know. It sounds like something you would see in the eighties, right? Like, no, it's it, no. You wouldn't even see that in the eighties. You might see that like in the thirties or forties. <laughs> good or you know, what what are we going to see now? Like, this is who wore the dunce cap and sat. Yeah. No, I, I, have a, I have a picture of this woman sitting there knitting while while spitballs were flying across the room at each other. <laughs> really, kids are just like throwing shit well, around. She, she's around just she's just knitting away, you know. Yeah, I'm making I'm making a blanket. I'm yeah, gonna really. finish your- <laughs> I'm oh, getting man. paid to knit. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> That lady is a boss. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, respect great. that lady. Great. Whoever she is, knitting sub, <laughs> we sub. salute you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once had a class that there were no sub plans anywhere. I looked to the office, nothing. Asked close by, te- close by teachers, no help. Turns out the teacher had left the assignment and work on Google Classroom for the students, but nothing for me. That's a moment of panic. Yeah. That is a real moment of panic. That's ridiculous. No, that happened to me once when I was subbing. And it was a situation where it was an emergency for the teacher. She ended up like emailing her sub plans to one of her colleagues. And her colleague just sort of forgot to print them out and leave them on the desk. So I'm like, uh, okay. So I, but I went like across the hall and somebody said, oh yeah, she probably emailed them to so-and-so and, And, you know, after about 10 minutes I had stuff to do, but yeah, that's, you're just like, okay, I'm teaching second grade all day. And I think I'm going to sit and knit and show. I was going to say, did you bring your knitting with you? Yeah. No, I didn't bring my knitting, nor do I strip. So I was screwed. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, like. 
and 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 I will do this. I will leave work on Google Classroom. I'll leave instructions for my classes, but I put that on the sub plan. Right. Like I will copy and paste what I put on Google Classroom on my sub plan, and I'll be like, "Hey, here's what I told them. So don't let them pull a fast one on you and right. tell you that I told them something different." But there is also the the opposite side of this, where you have a sub who doesn't tell you what they did all day. So you come back the next day. Oh, that drives me You know nuts. your classroom's going to be like a little bit askew. So you try to get in a little early, even though you yeah. might not feel great. You're like, all right, I got to do this. And then you come in, you're like, what the fuck happened here? And then you have to ask the kids. Yeah. And then yeah. you look like a moron. Like, so tell me a little bit about yesterday. And they're like, oh, they all start talking and, you know, she, going crazy. She, she knit us all sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> She did us all sweaters and then she did a little pole dancing. <laughs> you know what? Let me let me let me talk about my best and worst experiences real quick. Go ahead. Um, my my worst experience, nothing too crazy, but one one time I had a sub where I came back the next day and my bottle of ibuprofen was gone and they had dipped into my stash of candies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like what the fuck, man? Like, yep, that happened to me too. You know, that food was eaten. Yep, I was more pissed about the ibuprofen because, like, yeah, it's pricier. What the, the fuck? Yeah, but you know, if that's the worst that ever happens to me with a sub, then fine, whatever. Right. Best though, when my daughter was born, I took—I can't remember if it was five days or ten days that I took off. Um, but my sub was a retired former English teacher, and she like straight up taught my whole Shakespeare unit while I was Wow. Gone. That's awesome. This, she was phenomenal. I don't know if I could have done it better myself. I came back <laughs> and my kids were like reading Romeo and Juliet and like telling me all about the theme. And wow, and like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like pay this lady. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I had some, some good subs. I wouldn't say that something like that ever happened to me, but I, I did have some very solid, people come in and sub and, and well, same thing, former teachers or future teachers, like people who were planning on going into education. I would have to say the worst sub wasn't even somebody that I had. It was, he was a sub for me at one point, but he, he completely ignored one of my friend's plans and decided to talk to the class about Pompeii. We were not learning about Pompeii. This was fifth grade. It had, there was no reference to Pompeii in any, he just decided this. So subsequent to that, we just called the guy Pompeii. Like, I don't even know his name. I really don't know. But he was a very odd guy. But we had, that's probably the, the weirdest one. And then the nicest sub I had. So one day when I was taking my daughter to a softball showcase, I had a very competent sub in my room. She had taught before. Very, very good. And I got a text message from one of my colleagues saying, you need to call me like when the day is over. So I call and I talk to my my co-teacher and she tells me that one of the kids in my class had brought in a, a BB gun. Apparently he had been bringing it in prior, but it was always, he never went to his backpack for it or whatever, because when I was there. But apparently he was pulling it out in different classes and like putting it up against kids' heads 
and doing things not again not in my room but like in, in specials and stuff but anyway the sub noticed that he kept going back to his backpack so because she was actually an astute sub she finally said bring me your backpack and he did and there was this bb gun in there and she but she opened it up all she knew was that it was a gun yeah so she called the office like she handled the whole thing beautifully kid got suspended the kid who sold him the gun got suspended another kid in my class but she handled it really well and unfortunately for her there was there were criminal charges associated with this and so he she actually had to go to court during the summer to talk about this and i'm like sorry i wasn't there but she was she was really good i mean she knew she obviously knew what she was doing so that was yeah so um that was a day where I'm sure my sub plans weren't followed and I don't care. Uh, oh yeah. You know, Damn. But it was pretty intense because when I came back the next day and I got the whole story and I was talking to my class, I said, okay, so this kid has been taking this gun out and putting it up against people's heads. Like, why didn't anybody come and tell me? Like if, if somebody put a gun up to your head, why didn't you tell me, did any of you tell your, your parents? Yeah. None of them told their parents and they didn't tell their parents because they didn't want this kid to get mad at them. And blah, blah, blah. So that's probably my, that was probably my best sub because wow. she handled the situation possibly better than I would have. So, you know, but that was uh pretty crazy. All right. Scotty, thank you for my sharing pleasure. that with my us. My pleasure. Okay. Um, we have a few more stories. So here we have one from a Redditor. I had been out of teaching for nearly a decade and I renewed my teaching license and had another freshly minted master's degree. I went into the substitute teacher interview at my local major district that I had worked at before. I dressed super snazzy and I thought I gave pretty good answers. I got an email that I didn't make it through. When I called, they said that I had failed the interview. When I thought about what I might've said, the only thing I could think of is that that when they asked me about experience with diversity, I thought it was worth mentioning that I, as a mostly straight person, had joined a gay men's chorus and really experienced what it was like to not be the majority culture and that that helped me understand how people felt other. So I'm feeling bad about myself applying for other jobs with the district and wondering if I'm just blacklisted. I had worked an unpleasant job for that district 10 years earlier, and the principal had declined to check the box for would hire again. That was the job that made me get out of teaching for a while. And then I get a call from the recruiter for the district asking if I would take a seventh grade math class through the end of the year. And from there, I went on to another position in the district, summer school, full year position, rave reviews from all of my administrators. But apparently... I wasn't good enough to sub. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. You know, that, like, yeah, I, uh, I don't even get it. I, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, sorry, you can't come in day to day, but uh, you can be here all the time. Yeah. Very strange. Here's one from another Redditor. I subbed for a ninth grade physics class last week. They came in. Are you the sub? I said, no, you are. Great, great response. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And asked who wanted to be a sub today and help run the class. 
I got lots of volunteers. And as you'd guess, it was the extroverts who were also most likely to otherwise disrupt, disrupt class. They kept other students in line and reminded them to be on task. One even wrote another student to go visit the office and gave him a principal pass. Principal was spelled incorrectly. I enjoyed showing that to other staff later that day as it was so legit and truly a ninth grade thing to do, spelling mistakes and all. Yeah, that is so smart. That's pretty genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That person should should be in it full time, or maybe they're too smart to be in it full time. Yeah, you know? yes. <laughs> well, it, it, it's so interesting because I think a lot of subs come in and they take the approach of I have to be the authoritarian. I have to show them who's boss. I've got to really go over the top with that because mm -hmm. if I don't, they'll walk all over me. And that person has never met an eighth grader before. That's true. <laughs> so. You know, the other thing is too, when, when I subbed in the district where I live, every single time I subbed, the principal for that building walked into the classroom and said, hello, yo, miss. I hope you have a really pleasant day today. If you need anything, just give me a call. So those kids knew that I had like the power of the principal behind me. Yeah. So they right away were pretty chill and I didn't have to be a bitch to put it any, you know, to put it that way. And that's, that's really smart from the principal's point as well, because like, yeah, they're, they're, they're taking a couple minutes out of their day to walk to your room, but they're mm -hmm. saving themselves so many headaches later on in the day. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. That's, it's really, really yeah. smart. We're, Whereas the district where I taught for 14 years, my first job there was as a long-term sub. And my principal, whom I liked very much after I started working for him, you know, down the road, but he never stopped by my room. Like I, I used to come home and say, I could be doing human sacrifice. They would never know. Like the, yeah. I, I was fresh out of school. I had just started teaching. I had student taught, but like, shouldn't you pop in and make sure I'm, doing okay like it was weird yeah. but uh yeah it's definitely a good way to go to to have somebody assistant principal principal walk in and just sort of let everybody know i'm watching you know okay here's our our last story also from reddit the first time i was a sub i was so nervous i wanted to do a good job because i was using substitute teaching to get classroom experience for the ohio state universities master's in education program that was extremely competitive in the 90s and early 2000s. So get this, I came in the day before to shadow the teacher, LOL. About 10 years later, I'm telling the story to a group of teachers and one is a new hire. I knew she went to the school where this happened and she says, I was in that class. <laughs> now I'm a 20 year veteran department head, team lead, mentor, teacher, and all that jazz. But if I had a sub want to come in and do that, I'd find it extremely strange. <laughs> and that's, I think that's so cute, though, that they wanted to do the, you know, they were so worried that they wanted to make sure they did everything right. That's kind of adorable. Okay. Well, thank you to all of our listeners who sent in your stories. We really appreciate it. And yeah, you, you uh, guys, you guys really came through with the stories this time. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We, we love hearing from you guys. Okay. It is time for pop quiz. Did you think of a, did you get a pop quiz question yet? 
you know, I, I chose two. I wasn't sure how many we were going to do today, but, uh, I think just um, one. Okay. Why don't you, why don't you go first? I always go first. Okay. I'll go first. All right. All right. Here we go. So my question is what is something, and I'm actually paraphrasing it cause I'm not looking at it, but what is something awful that a colleague did to you? Oh man. You know, this wasn't awful, but it was, it was kind of embarrassing. Um, so a guy I still work with now and he, he's a nice guy, but he's a little socially kind of, I don't want to say inept because he's not, but he's, he's a bit awkward at times. He's not as suave as you, Mr. E as well. I'm, you know, I I feel like I'm pretty good with people. Um, Mm. But anyway, uh, we, me and him and the co-teacher that we, we share, he's, he teaches math. I teach English. We share the same co-teacher. We all go to a co-teacher training run through Johns Hopkins and we're in the middle of this training. We're in a big group and we're, we're like introducing ourselves and talking about our hobbies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he he looks at me and apropos of nothing, like I think it was like my time to go. And he like cuts me off and he's like, he uses my last name. Mm-hmm. You know, E really likes smoking. <laughs> like Wow, that's weird. I'm like, uh well, strictly speaking, I don't enjoy it. I'm <laughs> addicted to nicotine, but thank you for um, that's very saying, weird saying that in front of this whole group of people like that's what the fuck man that's very strange <laughs> that's that's very very weird and he he later apologized he's like you know some, sometimes i just say things and i don't understand why and i just i i could tell that you were really uncomfortable and i'm like no nah, it's, it's really not that big a deal i don't really care if anyone knows if i smoke or not but like it's it was just like really be, I, yeah yes, yeah yeah very, that's very weird. Yeah, it was it was strange. Well, my my story, I there's never been a hundred percent resolution of it being a colleague. Um, it, this could have also been a member of our board, but it's a hell of a story. So years ago, my daughter went to Italy for study abroad, and I went to visit her. And the way the calendar works in New Jersey is you have something called teacher's convention, which you get the uh, first Thursday and Friday of the month off. And then my district was also closed for Veterans Day, which fell on a Tuesday. So it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, school was open Monday, and then school was closed Tuesday. So clearly I wanted to spend that entire time, including the day that school was open on Monday. However, we were not allowed to take time off on a day before or after a holiday. So the only way to basically do it would have been to take an unpaid day, okay? But at the time, I didn't even know that that was an option. I was like, well, what do I do? And I asked some people who should have been able to advise me and they said, oh, just just call out. Like nobody's ever gonna know, you know, whatever. So I said, all right. So I did. Actually, I got somebody, one of my friends to call out for, she sent an email for me because I didn't want it to be clear that it was coming from a different country. So, you know, I took all those precautions. She went into my school email and did it. 
Okay. So I had posted a picture on Facebook of myself and my daughter in front of the Vatican. And I don't know who it was, but someone took a screenshot of it and sent it to the superintendent of my district. Fucked up. It's very fucked up. So I come back and I get hauled into my principal's office, which my principal out and out said, he goes, I have nothing to do with this. Like he, he, he got it, you know, and I got for it, which I could have, if I was thinking clearly, I could have said, well, I could put my wedding picture up as my profile picture. That doesn't mean I got married today, but you know, I decided to just go out with it and everything, you know, and I, I obviously got doctor today, but then I got a letter basically you know, a letter in my file and it kind of said something like I had stolen from the district and I was like whoa what whoa 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 <laughs> come on now I want to meet with the superintendent like this had all been through like the union and stuff my union rep so I met with him who was a lovely guy and said that I should have come to him first because he would have given me an exception to take the day but I was yeah. given bad advice by somebody who should have given me different advice and he said it, you know, I said, can you tell me who sent this to you? And he said, no, I'm not going to tell you. And he apologized to me for doing yeah. this. But he's like, I just, I had, you know, I couldn't ignore it when somebody sends that to me. Yeah. But in, in the end, it all was okay. But I never, as I said, I never found out who did it. There was some thought that it was a board member, but. It's also possible that it was a colleague. And it, 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 it is in your permanent record. It is. It's wow. a file. It's a letter in my file that uh, probably has been ripped up since I uh, started this <laughs> podcast and was on CNN <laughs> complaining about my district. But uh, it was pretty shitty. And, let, me, let, uh, let me ask you something, though. Yeah. If he had told you who did it, what would you have done? Oh, right to them. Are you fucking kidding? He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't stupid. He knew. Which is exactly why. He... <laughs> well, what I did say to him was, I said, well, you can go back to that person and you could say if they ever do something like that again, I am calling in the police because that's stalking. Yeah. I mean, what the and fuck? He was like, and he was like, okay, I will let them know. Okay. All right. Your turn. I got kind of a softball here for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> What are you watching right now? Okay, that's pretty easy. We are actually watching Goliath on Amazon, which is with Billy Bob Thornton. It's about oh, a, yeah, a yeah, down yeah. and out attorney. And the first season was great. The second season was was good. This, this third season is really weird. Yeah. And in a way that's making it like, all right, let's just get through this kind of thing. <laughs> um, and then the, the fourth season just came out. So, um, so yes, we're watching that. We just also finished watching Made, M-A-I-D, hmm. which is about, it's actually based on a book about a woman who basically is living under the poverty level and how, what she has to go through and do in order to survive. And uh, it was very well done, actually. I would recommend it. Nice. So, and what are you watching, Mister? I just saw Dune, and and like, you know, I'm I'm overjoyed. Yeah. So I'm I'm currently watching. I'm I'm binge watching all of Bob's Burgers. 
Okay. There you go. It is, that's, that's fair. It is my, my, one of my favorite shows of all time. It just puts me in my happy place. I just, I don't know. There's something about that show that just speaks to me on like a spiritual well, level. I love it. Thank you again to our listeners who sent us uh, stories. We really appreciate that. Also, thanks again to Josie from Short Quest Long Rest for doing our intro. And thanks to Mrs. E for our artwork and to Scotty for making the audio magic happen. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening. If you like what we're doing here on the show, here are two ways you can help us. First, don't keep us a secret. Spread the word. Share us on social media. Share us with your teacher friends and your colleagues. Share us with your non-teacher friends. They may even like to see what the world of a teacher is all about. Second, please leave us a review and a rating where you listen to your podcast. That enables more people to find us and to grow this community that we've started here. And here's where you can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, on Instagram at WTBOTTCast, or Will This Be On The Test Teacher Pod, at our website, Will this be on the test teacherpod.podbean.com or you can email us at wtbottcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at wtbottcast or you can just search for will this be on the test. You can find us on our subreddit at r backslash wtbott underscore teacher underscore pod. And you can also find us on YouTube. Just search for WTBOTT channel, and that'll bring you to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Stay safe. And when you're not knitting or stripping, remember to breathe. <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya.